0: On
1: this special bonus episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be interviewing Victoria Viveros, one of the stars of Neil Breen's Fateful Findings.
2: Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a bi weekly movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Colin. Discussing a film from cinema's past, considered but not limited to being a cult classic. As a disclaimer, each episode will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Episodes available on cultcinemacavalcade.com and iTunes. Like the show on Facebook and follow on Twitter at CC Cavalcade. For questions, suggestions, and all inquiries, contact us via mail at CultCinemaCavalcade.com. Another hard day at the office.
3: Damn it, yes, as a matter of fact. I'm trying to relax. Leave me alone.
2: Have you seen Allie?
3: Let me tell you about Allie. Allie's been sneaking over to Dylan and Emily's house and jumping in their swimming pool.
2: So, it's your turn to watch her.
1: Stay away from me.
2: (sighs) This is
0: Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is a bonus episode. This is Brandon, and as always with me is my long-haast childhood friend I carry a rock for, Cohen.
1: It's a beautiful day.
0: I love you. I love you. Anyways, we're back here. You guys seem to like our Neil Breen stuff so much, so we thought we'd do something special for you guys. Our listeners, fans, haters, whatever. Today, uh, we brought someone on from a Neil Breen movie. Talk a little bit about that movie and working with Neil Breen. So without further ado, she played Amy in Neil Breen's Fateful Findings. Welcome to the cavalcade, Victoria Viveros. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for coming so, let's start with you a bit. You're an, a- you're an actor out in Las Vegas, correct?
3: That's correct, yes.
0: And you're originally from California?
3: Yeah, I'm from a really small town in California. 4,000 people.
0: 4,000 people, okay. Where in your life inspired you to become a- an actor and pursue film?
3: Well, I actually, I grew up as a dancer. So, jazz, tap, ballet, and that's actually what got me to Las Vegas. So, I want to say, like, maybe... Eight years ago, I decided to take every class that I ever wanted to take. I just wanted to find a new direction. So I literally put myself in a bunch of classes like a 12-year-old. The thing that I fell in love with was acting. And, you know, little by little, the other classes, like, because I was doing piano lessons and singing lessons, and they kind of started to fall away, and I just started to get more focused on acting. And ironically, I found a piece of paper that I had written when I was eight years old that actually says when I grow up the things that I want to do and being an actress is one of those things and I just I think it's just I I feel like I knew then where my path would take me but I just kind of you know I, I focused on dancing for a while and other things so
0: how did you find your way to fateful findings
3: I actually had an agent a few years back that Neil was working with Neil had asked for the agent to send him a couple of actresses, and I was one of the ones. So then I went and auditions.
0: Um, uh, audition for him?
3: Yes, I did. Yeah.
0: What did that entail?
3: The first audition was actually in his backyard. I think he wasn't comfortable with people coming into his house, his home, which was actually the set of Fateful Findings.
1: That's what I was going to ask. Well, we'll get to—well, I don't want to derail you, but I— <laughs> Was most of this movie shot at his home? Yeah, the
3: parts that I, I did. I don't know about the rest. To be honest, I, I mean, I was only in like a, a small part of it. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure about the other scenes. But the majority of what I was in, yes.
0: Had you seen the two he did before, Fateful Findings? Double Down or I Am Here dot 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 now before working with Neil Breen?
3: No, I hadn't.
0: Have you seen them since?
3: No, I have not. Oh.
0: They're pretty crazy. You should <laughs> check it out. Did you know anyone else that was in the movie before being cast in it at all? Nope. Nope. I didn't.
1: Okay. So, what was it like when you were auditioning for him in that backyard? I mean, it's the first time you've met this. I'm gonna say eccentric man. What was going through your head?
3: To be honest with you, I mean that was when I very like that was the beginning of my acting. So when you're first starting out, I, I guess you you kind of are feeling your way through things. So. I, I don't even remember. I mean that was so long ago now. Gosh, that must have been what, like seven, eight years ago now. Mm-hmm. I think. So I don't really remember, but I just I just remember like just more feeling my way through the actual like acting audition, you know.
0: Did Neil Breen have like a reputation as a filmmaker at all that you knew of before?
3: Yeah, no, no. I uh, I hadn't really heard anything. I was really new walking into it.
0: I understand that he sort of self-funds most of his, pretty much all his films. Was this a regular shoot or did it get filmed over like a longer period of time, like whenever money would show up and be there? Was it ready to go?
3: No, that one actually was shot within a, a close amount of time. That one didn't take long to shoot at all.
0: Did you get to read the whole script before doing this? Or was it just kind of strictly to your section of the film?
3: I feel like I didn't know. I feel like I I didn't read the whole script. I think I just knew my scene.
0: Because your character was far away from some of the craziest stuff happening in the movie. I was like, did you realize there was this whole magic rock and government corruption and pill-popping wife stuff going on in the movie when you were shooting it. I could see you just being like, okay, I'll do my scenes, and then coming back I'm like, what is this?
3: I didn't really know the whole story context. I just keep thinking about my mom jeans. My jeans were so big in that. I just remember, <laughs> I remember there's one scene where I feel like the jeans were, like, up to my my neck, literally.
0: <laughs> Did you find the dialogue in it tough to pull off at all? Because, I mean, a lot of Neil Breen's dialogue is...
1: Like when you're talking to someone like any character in that movie, it's like you're just telling them what your emotions are. Did you is that that seems difficult to me. Yeah.
3: To tell people what your emotions are. That's because you're a guy.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. I'm
3: just kidding. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Sorry.
1: Cold blooded.
3: Oh <laughs> No, um, oh my gosh, this is so hard because this was so long ago and I was so new that I don't really remember what I was even, like, thinking in those moments, you know? I, I think just at the time, you know, I wanted to do such a good job because I was new and obviously were years past, like, I, I laugh at my work that I did then, but that's, I think, normal, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think I was just trying to do the best job I could, so I don't remember thinking like anything like that. I don't know what I would think now, to be honest.
0: What were your thoughts after seeing the movie? Mm. Was there, like, a premiere? Did he have it?
3: Uh, No, he didn't have a premiere. It actually was playing in theaters in L.A. I remember watching it there, and, I I, I mean, I was just... (laughs) I just kept thinking about my mom jeans. Gosh. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, like, when you look back on that stuff, like, you, you just know that you would do things so much differently next time around. But it's a growing process, really, you know? There's a,
1: there's a scene in this movie where... Uh, <laughs> you you're Well, there's several scenes in this movie, but there's a scene in the movie where, you, where you're laying in bed and you're laying in bed next to, you know, the, the guy that's playing your husband. Like, both of you just... It, it's hot because you're in Vegas, so neither one of you have a, a top on, and you're both just laying, like, face down with your hands above your head. Were you told... Delay like that, because there's like a, a scene later in the movie where whoever's with Neil Breen at the time, whichever woman's with him, she's doing the same thing. Uh, is, would they instruct you guys to do that?
3: Maybe. I don't know. Um, is it, this, is, this is so crazy because, that I mean, honestly, like this was so long ago. I don't remember. I mean, I know that I'm kind of the person that would kind of do what was asked, you know, but I don't remember If I was instructed to lay like that. So what I was laying like that and then another character was laying like that too, is that what you're saying?
0: It's just it's just a weird position to be like laying in the bed is what he's trying to talk like (laughs) Yeah, because you're both you're both face down.
1: I think you both of you were like kind of like restless. It was it was weird.
3: Uh, That's it was it was awkward, is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm right. sure it probably was awkward. I don't I recall.
0: Uh, do you have any interesting <laughs> anecdotes about working with Neil Breen? Like any like weird stories that you remember being on set with him or anything?
1: Because <laughs> you've worked with other directors, you know. Since this movie's come out, I mean, like, does he direct like them, or is it does he have any kind of like maybe style with the uh, you know with the actors or or anything?
3: Every director directs very differently. And the whole thing with filmmaking is it's all like a growing process. So I remember at the time, I remember that there was this one moment when he kept telling me that I, I looked like I was smiling when I was saying a certain phrase of dialogue. And I remember at that point kind of feeling frustrated because I didn't feel like I was smiling. <laughs> what, what he's trying to accomplish is, is really a lot. I mean... To have one person to be the lead actor and write and direct and edit and to do everything is it's a lot. You need a lot of eyes on a project to, you know, there's things that can be missed, even like with continuity. And, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't worked with him in so long that I don't even know what it would be like now. Like, I feel like everybody was just so new on that. Every time you grow, you look back at something and you're like, oh, my gosh, I would have done that so much differently. I mean, as far as like a style goes, I think I think he's trying to do a lot all himself. You know, that's that's tough. It's a lot. Making a film is a lot of work. And definitely, I mean, he is eccentric. I'll definitely say that he is an eccentric man.
0: Would you work with him again if he came asking?
3: I don't know. I think that all depends. Um, I like Neil. I think Neil's a really I think he's a good dude. I think it just depends on the role now as i've moved forward in acting i'm i'm more particular before i would take anything and do anything just to get the experience and after a while you kind of just you kind of need to just be a little choosier about what you do and not only that but what types of characters you're portraying because that that energy does stick with yeah. you you know yeah so you guys are wanting to act in his next film huh
0: we're running a twitter campaign to try to get his attention to maybe give us like a, a cameo in his next movie or whatever because he's
3: yeah i think he's, he's actually having auditions for his next movie soon i had heard something about that
0: yeah,
1: I think he's going through, like, a fundraising process right now. I'm not sure if he has I – I don't think it's a Kickstarter. I don't know what he has,
0: but I think he's trying to raise money right now.
3: Maybe go – is it GoFundMe? Yeah. It's the same thing, really, as Kickstarter.
0: Re- we've done, like, all his movies on our show. We did a we did a Neil Breen month in November uh-huh. covering his movies.
3: Did you guys interview him as well?
1: We tried.
0: He declined.
1: He declined, uh-huh. but he let us know that we could buy the most recent
0: movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's what he said, so yes. – moving on to faithful findings do you want to tell us a little about takedown
3: yeah so that is a short film i filmed with a couple of the indie filmmakers here and we actually trained for that for like five to six months i mean ironically everybody in that film that i fight they're all legitimate fighters The the girl jackie she's a black belt in taekwondo so but obviously in the film like i'm the one that kicks everybody's ass so it's kind of comical if you really think about it but I, that project was great. I love working with all of them so much. That one's in the editing room, so that one should be done, I would say, maybe October, November. But that's just a short, so that'll go to film festivals. Another film that I'm, I'm working on, or I have been working on, um, it's a paranormal film called Do Not Disturb. That's actually, we got cast for that in 2011. So we've all been together for a while And that one was filmed in uh, Death Valley, California in a real haunted hotel. So it's it's basically about a paranormal and crew that goes into places and, you know, a reality TV type show. They investigate, but they don't see anything when they go into this hotel. So my character is Cassandra Lewis, and she plays the executive producer or sorry, not executive, but just the producer rather of the show. And her fiance is uh, Flynn, who's played by Ernell Manabat. So he actually is pushing for this show and she doesn't believe in it. So they go in, they don't find anything. And then, of course, like the ghost follows them. So people start disappearing. Um, That one was great too. I I loved working on that project too. Well, the director is right here. Would you like to talk to him as well? James Horton. We're in the process of looking for distribution for Do Not
4: Disturb. Yeah, this James, uh, the director of Do Not Disturb, that she was just talking about a little. And we were meeting this evening to uh, re-strategize on the distribution of this movie, which we're hoping will be showing at AFM uh, this fall there in Santa Monica. Since you were in a haunted hotel, right? Like <laughs> Something must have
1: happened when you were shooting. Something supernatural.
3: Yeah, we, we actually, before we did research with um, the Vegas Valley Paranormal crew, so we would go on ghost hunts to prep for our roles. And we we went into um, Pioneer Saloon um, in Good Springs. yeah. So in Pioneer Saloon, we had situations like they, they have one of those pot-bellied fireplaces, and the door just flew open. Nobody was by it. We had, you know, you pick up on those recorders, So we we got a lot of feedback on the recorders, a lot of, like, distorted voices that we would hear in the room. The director's wife got pushed off of a stool. Um, In one of the shoots, you could hear a little girl humming in the background.
1: And there were no little girls on set.
4: It was just... No no, on set. no, no No, it's, it's when we were shooting late at the Amargosa Hotel, which is actually in Death Valley Junction, which is about an hour and a half outside of Las Vegas, literally in the middle of nowhere. It was one or two in the morning and we were doing a take and all of us could clearly hear a little girl singing, but we kept going through with the take. And when we finished, I remember Ronald the lead actor, saying, you all heard that, right? And uh, we did, and you can actually hear it in the the camera audio. And at the time, I thought it was my daughter that was nearby. And uh, we found out that she was in the car and sleeping. And, you know, there was maybe one or two rooms occupied in the entire property. It's not really a a popular place, and there's no reason for it to be a popular place. It's... um, You know, if you're looking for something extremely remote with a touch of history and and stepping back in time in terms of available amenities, this is the place for you. But there really wasn't anybody there. And that was just one of many things that happened, which is probably why this particular property had been featured on Goat Adventures and also on the the Dead Files TV show. Mm -hmm. So it, it was never the plan in the beginning to shoot in an actual haunted hotel but it it worked out that way for a variety of reasons and just added a whole new element to uh, shooting a ghost story when you're literally being chased around by ghosts the whole time you're there shooting.
3: And even the the opera house that we filmed in, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it or seen it on um, any of the the ghost adventure shows but the opera house she actually just passed away within the last year, Marta Beckett. Correct. But she painted the opera house by by herself free-handed and the picture is actually i should shoot you over some brandon like it's amazing like free-handed painted herself an audience in this
4: opera house it's over, beautiful. A six, over a six-year period and that's just the opera house she also painted inside all of the rooms and the of ho- uh, the hallway the dining room etc cetera, etc cetera. that you know that that property was her she made it.
3: So, yeah so that's what's going on boys yeah and I'm not even sure I haven't even seen if uh, fateful findings is the only one I've actually seen from Neil brain so I don't know
0: so uh, Amazon Prime
3: oh well thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> no his, his other two I mean yeah there there's something else there
1: there's they're similar
0: there's a certainly. There's, there's a common theme of laptops in all his movies like <laughs> Like, yeah. Faithful Findings has the record with four in one scene, but uh, he usually has multiple laptops. Hey, hey, hey. Okay with him.
1: Do, do you remember anyone just carrying around laptops
0: <laughs> like on the set no. just, just in case? That's
3: so funny. No, I don't remember that. Yeah.
0: And Double Down is, oh, that one's... So,
3: you know what, boys? I don't think there was a laptop in any one of my scenes.
0: <laughs> no. Well, no, yeah, it was, it was Neil just sitting in front of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you you did get to kill someone and I think get away with it because that never gets resolved.
3: Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's how I do it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that I, I don't really know the outcome of that either.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so You just like the audience are just confused. Like, all right, so she's
0: just gone? <laughs> all right, whatever.
3: <laughs>
0: thank you for coming on. We really appreciate you taking time.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm going to get some
4: fresh air.
2: Fine. You go.
0: And that concludes our little interview with Victoria. I hope you enjoyed it. A little extra something. How about so, that? So thank you for listening. Tune in for the the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade coming right at you very soon. Um, thanks for listening. And there's no trailer that actually trails.
1: We can't use anything.
0: Instead of a trailer, here's Cullen making fart noises.
2: listening to cult cinema cavalcade you can find more of cullen's work on the creative zombie studios network and on twitter at my name is cullen you can find more of brandon's work at whysoblue.com and on twitter at bt peters podcast produced by brad shoemaker edited by brandon narration by becky theme song pink baby by happy elf found on the freemusicarchive.org network. The movie in today's discussion is property of its respective studio and no infringement is intended. Please remember to leave us an iTunes rating and review. Join us again in two weeks for the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade.
4: An embodiment over a shell. Yeah.
3: What are you
1: guys doing over there? I'm sorry, something just fell off my desk.
4: (laughs) And did it fall off by itself? That's
1: the question. It fell off by itself. I know that. That's what happens. (laughs) Yeah. No, there's 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 no there's no spiritual uh voodoo going on here. Sorry.
0: That I know of.
1: That I know of. Who knows? Maybe someone was. Well, maybe later. (laughs) Maybe.
3: Watch out for those ghosts in your office.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right.